It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Locked On Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On podcast network is your host, Brady Trent. What is up, Thunder fans? Welcome back to the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Brady Trantham, and I am your host and your man for all things Oklahoma City Thunder. And for the next 30 minutes or so, you will be Locked On Thunder. And if you don't know who I am just yet, I've been covering the Thunder since 2014 and 2018 with 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. Go to thefranchiseok.com for my Thunder columns and blogs. And right now I'm working on something that should come out hopefully today, but probably tomorrow morning. So look for that on thefranchiseok.com. You can also hear me talking Thunder on the OKC82 podcast, part of the Franchise Podcast Network. I co-host that with Madison Morris. And then on Wednesdays, we do a weekly show where we talk some Thunder and a lot of NBA stuff, depending on the news that particular week. Chisholm Holland, live from the press restaurant in the Plaza District off 16th Street in Oklahoma City around noon. So if you're in the neighborhood, come say hi to us. And where can you find all this stuff, you ask? Easiest way to find all of it is just to follow me on Twitter, at Brady Does Sports. I post everything. I try to post it a few times a day in case everyone's busy and doesn't get a chance to see it. At Brady Does Sports, up all my articles, podcasts. And you can also ask me some questions. And if you have any questions that you want me to answer on this podcast or whatever else I'm on, whether it be another podcast or the radio, please feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Brady Does Sports. You can DM me. I believe my DMs are open, or you can at me. And with college football wrapping up after OU captured another Big 12 championship last Saturday, Saturdays are now open on 107.7 The Franchise. So please, please tune in to the Franchise Thunder Insider Show. Saturday mornings from 10 a.m. to noon, starting this weekend, December 14th. We've got Jerry Ramsey, John Hamm, Madison, and myself talking basketball, talking hoops, talking thunder, 
talking NBA, just whatever comes, <laughs> whatever comes naturally. If you like basketball, I'm sure you'll enjoy this show. And if you're out of the market, please feel free to download 107.7 The Franchise's app. It's really easy and it's free to use. It's Monday, so it's time for the weekend in review. And what you know what the Thunder? A little bit to review. Not a bad weekend for those Thunders. And what was probably one of the more incredible games and certainly one of the more incredible finishes that I've ever seen in person. Friday night, the Thunder defeat the Minnesota Timberwolves 139 to 127 in overtime in a game that if you looked at the win probability, and I think I actually saw a screenshot of it from ESPN.com in the final seconds, Minnesota shooting free throws, game seems out of reach. The only thing that can save the Thunder in this case is an absolute miracle, and that's what happened. But if you look at the win probability, it was probably Minnesota 99.99%. It was improbable for what Oklahoma City was able to accomplish. But of course, got to thank Chris Paul for, as he put it, not being a snitch, but knowing the rules. And he certainly did. Caught Jordan Bell coming off the bench, checking in during Carl Anthony Town shooting what should have been game-clinching free throws with an untucked jersey. Earlier in that game, the Timberwolves had a delay of game. So the second one was going to result in a technical free throw for the Thunder. Chris Paul caught it. Scott Foster, <laughs> his old friend, agreed and teed up the Timberwolves, which allowed Danilo Gallinari to shoot a free throw, putting the Thunder down one because Carl Anthony Towns missed his first free throw. Carl Anthony Towns hit his second one, and in hindsight, he probably should have missed it. The Thunder didn't have any timeouts. There was 1.1 seconds remaining. They probably wouldn't have had enough time to cleanly rebound the ball and then throw a ball 90 feet to make it. That would have been for the win. Instead, Carl makes the free throw, allows Steven Adams to then have an inbounds opportunity pass. And Steven just shows off his inner Joe Montana, Dan Marino, just perfect pass all the way down the floor to Dennis Schroeder, who was being guarded by Jeff Teague, who looked like he was being coached by Kerry Cooks on how to defend a pass. And Dennis Schroeder catches it and kisses it off the glass right at the buzzer to tie it to go into force overtime. And usually at the ends of home games with about two minutes remaining, I will walk from the media room through the tunnel opposite of where the Thunder are sitting and then watch the final minute or so from the floor. So that way I can just get a head start on getting to the press conference room to go talk to Billy and then into the locker room to talk to the players. And because that game seems so, this game's over, the Thunder are going to blow a 10-point lead at home in the fourth quarter and drop a game that they probably should have won, but this is what this team kind of does. So at that point, with about 30 seconds remaining, I walk behind Minnesota's goal and I'm standing basically, if you know where Clay Bennett is sitting, I'm standing on the walkway a few feet behind where he's sitting. I'm right next to that, and I'm also right next to the Thunder bench. I actually had a really good view of Steven Adams throwing that pass, and on the floor, it was incredible. The peak was super loud. The bench was going crazy. It was... Like I said, it was one of the best moments that I've ever seen, one of the best finishes that I've ever seen in person. Probably, I go back to the Game 5 finish two years ago against the Utah Jazz in the playoffs where I'd actually already written my <laughs> Oklahoma City Thunder obituary because that would have eliminated the Thunder from the playoffs that season. And instead, they come back from 25-24 points down, take the lead with no Carmelo Anthony, <laughs> of course, as you all remember. But it, it was incredible. And at the time, it was an important win because the Thunder have four games this week, and they're all on the road. By now, you're aware that the Thunder won their first road game last night against the Portland Trailblazers. We'll get to that in a second. But for the Thunder to win at home against Minnesota, a team that at the time held the seventh seed in the playoffs, and yes, there was no Andrew Wiggins. So that, of course, helped the Thunder out immensely to make a lot of subtle improvements. Now, I'm going to say that they outscored the Timberwolves in the third quarter, which is cool, 41 points to 39 points. But Oklahoma City was outscored 31-23 in the second quarter. So they probably just, so they probably just mixed up those two quarters to be honest. 
honest. But that fourth quarter where the Thunder had a 10-point lead with about four minutes, five or four minutes left, and they blow it, it just looked like the same old problem with this team. They just can't get over the hump. They don't have that guy that they can lean on heavily night in, night out. Sometimes you can lean on Chris Paul. Sometimes you might be able to lean on Dennis Schroeder or Shea Giddles Alexander. It just looked like another example of the problem with this team. And then they miraculously force overtime. And then in overtime, they put their foot down on Minnesota's throat exactly like a good team is supposed to do. And the whole good team thing, I will get to towards the end of this episode. They outscored the Timberwolves 17-5 to in overtime, and it was really never close. You never got the sense that Minnesota was going to be able to rally after choking what should have been an absolute victory for them. And now the Thunder, with a victory at home against Minnesota and a victory over Portland last night on the road. Phoenix and Minnesota play tonight. The Thunder are tied with Phoenix for the eight seed. The Thunder do play tonight against the Utah Jazz on the road, which is going to be a tall task. But if the Thunder do win tonight, if by some way they're able to beat Utah on the road tonight, Thunder could find themselves in the seventh seed in the Western Conference. 23 games in, did you think that you'd be able to see the Thunder in the thick of the playoff race? I don't know if I did. And before we get to the Portland game on Sunday night, don't forget about Spotify Wrapped. If you're a Spotify listener, use Spotify Wrapped to show us your top Locked On podcast for the year. Take a screenshot and tag us at Locked On Live and whoever hosts that particular podcast. If it's Locked On Thunder, tag me at Brady Does Sports on Twitter, and I will share and retweet. And Locked On will do their best to share and retweet as well. Hopefully, we see a few Locked On Thunder podcasts on there. Hey everybody, it's capitalism's favorite time of the year, and I'm sure the favorite time of the year for a lot of other people out there. If you can't tell, I used to work in retail, but it is the holiday season, and it's the time of year where everyone is traveling and running around and getting thoughtful gifts for people that you care about. A great gift that pretty much anybody will love is an Audible membership. Now is the best time to do it with the special offer of 53% off on your first three months. Access an unbeatable selection of audiobooks, including bestsellers, motivation, mysteries, thrillers, memoirs, and my favorite, horror. Scary books, let's just say scary books. You can choose three titles every month, one audiobook, two exclusive Audible originals you can't hear anywhere else. Listen on any device, anytime, anywhere with the Audible app. It's great while commuting. It's great at the gym. That's where I listen to my Audible books half the time anyway. Or during your holiday travels because there is nothing more boring than driving around with nothing to do while you're in between holiday meals. With Audible, you'll also enjoy easy audiobook exchanges on your own audiobook library you keep forever, even if you cancel. Right now, for a limited time, you can get three months of Audible for just $6.95 a month. That's more than half off the regular price. Give yourself the gift of listening. For more, go to audible.com slash locked on. And going back to that three-month offer for $6.95 a month, visit audible.com slash LockedOnNBA or text LockedOnNBA to 500-500. One book I'm sure Thunder fans would be willing to read this holiday season would be from everybody's favorite Thunder player, Mr. Steven Adams, and his autobiography that came out around this time last year. I actually got it for Christmas last year, and it's a great read. Just go ahead and listen to it, too. It's Steven Adams' book, My Life, My Fight. Again, for all the cool offers, just go to audible.com slash LockedOnNBA or text LockedOnNBA to 500-500. So then we come to Sunday night where the Thunder go on the road in Portland, where just a week and a half ago, the Thunder put together one of their worst performances of the year, if not the worst, maybe even worse than the loss on the road to the Indiana Pacers about a month ago. The Thunder defeat the Trailblazers 108-96. to It was the lowest scoring output by the Trailblazers all season, and it was also their worst shooting performance of the entire season at around 36% shooting. 
So kudos to the Thunder's defense. Now, the, the Trailblazers are a little hard to figure out. I think everybody knows and can't deny their talent, but they're 9-15. and 15. And They also just destroyed the Thunder like, like you all remember a week and a half ago. They also came into Oklahoma City and got one of their nine wins against the Thunder in the first week of the season. Their talent is undeniable. They went to the Western Conference Finals last year, albeit they got swept, but it was against a relatively healthy Golden State Warriors without Kevin Durant. And again, the history between the Trailblazers and the Thunder is also undeniable. The Blazers have more than had the Thunder's number in recent years, especially Dame Lillard, but again, you got to give credit to this team. The Thunder came out defensively and made sure that this wasn't going to be a repeat performance of the previous game against the Blazers. They held Portland to 20 points in the first quarter. Thunder scored 21, outscored the Blazers 34-27 in the second quarter, and then the third quarter happened again, but at least this time the Thunder were able to somewhat match the Blazers, and it never really got out of hand. It never really got to a point where the Blazers could have really taken control. It just really hovered around a possession game or two during the third before the Thunder were able to put their foot on their throats outscoring the Blazers 26 to 18 in the fourth quarter. Just bravo to the Thunder's defense and bravo to the three primary ball handlers. Chris Paul finishes with 20 points. He did a lot of his damage in the first half. For whatever reason, Portland just kept saying, we're going to switch our bigs onto Chris Paul. And you got to credit Billy Donovan, Chris Paul, and the Thunder for eyeing that and going to it time and time again because Chris Paul just had his way with the with Portland's defense. Shea Gildas-Alexander had 21 points and nine rebounds. Had a little bit of a slow start in the first half, but really put together his second good game in a row. Uh, Minnesota, he had a really good performance, especially late. And this is the second example. So after about a 10-game dip, Shea Gildas-Alexander has really started to resemble more so the player that we all saw in the first 10 games where he was scoring north of 20 points a game. Dennis Schroeder also finishes with 21 points. Nerlens Noel had a really good game off the bench with 13 points and 12 rebounds. And while Steven Adams didn't necessarily have a great performance scoring-wise like he's put together over the last few games. Six points, nine rebounds. Once again, Stephen Adams just Stephen Adams just appears to be better at the free throw line. I mean, going back to the road win against New Orleans last Sunday, Adams from the free throw line was five of six. The next game against Indiana, he was four for four. Minnesota, he was four for eight. And last night, he was two for two. Just a much more comfortable, probably a much more healthier Stephen Adams. So, of course, that helps. And Again, six points, nothing to really write home about, but he just resembles more so the player that we're all accustomed to seeing. So that's, of course, good for the Thunder. Probably the funny thing about the game last night was the Thunder were called for two delay a game, penalties resulting in a technical free throw. Chris Paul, of course, being himself, plotted the official and said, you're just trying to get on SportsCenter. Good job. They're trying to prove a blanking point. (laughs) Chris Paul in good spirits in the locker room following a big road win for the Thunder. I forgot to mention going into the Minnesota game, but Terrence Ferguson missed both the Minnesota game and last night against Portland. Billy Donovan also said that he doesn't anticipate Terrence Ferguson playing tonight against Utah. Of course, that could change, but Terrence missed both games with a hip contusion. Don't necessarily know when that occurred. We asked him going into Minnesota, and Billy never remembers when injuries occur or what arm or what foot is hurt. He never really knows, but the Thunder just do that. They never really want to tell you 100% what's going on. But Abdul Nader has started in place of Terrence Ferguson in both situations. More than likely, will start again tonight against Utah. Abdul Nader had seven points, two rebounds against the Blazers. And just for the most part, if he's going to score, that's going to be a bonus. The thing with Abdul Nader is just to not look so lost defensively. Don't look like so much of a mismatch defensively. He's going to have a tall task tonight with Utah and their talent they have on that roster. It's going to be a tall task, so you might even need Abdul Nader tonight to get some buckets. Lou Dort, 
also got his first bucket of his NBA career. He played his first NBA minutes in the win against Minnesota on Friday night, got his first layup, got his first points on a layup drive to the basket. And this was actually a really good, really good job by the Thunder. And I believe it was Terrence Ferguson in the locker room. They had Lou Dort sitting at his locker with holding a piece of paper that just said two, reminiscing Wilt Chamberlain's famous picture where he's holding up a piece of paper that says 100 when, when he allegedly scored 100 points in an NBA game. So the Thunder go 2-0 and over the weekend. Shea Gildas Alexander's looking better and better. Steven Adams is looking better and better. Chris Paul looks more comfortable picking his spots and scoring the basketball. Dennis Schroeder is always going to be a more than reliable source of points off the bench. The hard thing for this team in the short term is just you don't have Terrence Ferguson, probably at least for tonight. You obviously don't have Hamadou Diallo for the time being. So the scoring is going to be more of an onus on the three primary ball handlers, which again, they finished with 62 points combined against Portland. Danilo Gallinari had kind of a quiet day, but you're going to need more scoring from Gallinari. And then anything else from Abdul Nader, Nerlens Noel, Darius Baisley, whoever else Billy Donovan decides to throw into the rotation, those points are going to just be bonuses that could potentially help the Thunder win that particular game. But more responsibility is going to be put on the primary ball handlers, and it's going to make it that much more difficult. But I do want to get to something that I've been kind of toying with over the last week or so, because now the Thunder are 10-12. and They have at least the potential to jump into the seventh spot in the Western Conference playoff seating tonight. And like I said at the beginning of the show, I don't know if I necessarily thought that that was going to be a possibility this late into the season. Now, I'm saying this with the full knowledge that that a trade or trades could happen at any time, and then the chemistry, the the buildup, whatever this team has been able to accomplish, that's all going to change. And it could be for the worse in the short term. It could be for even the better in the short term. But as this roster is constructed and what we've been able to see this team put together early on this year, 22, 23 games into the season, I really feel like that I've done this team a disservice in terms of covering it because, and I've fallen prey to this, I feel like with this rings culture that we're in, especially on social media where nobody really cares about teams in the middle, no one really cares about teams at the bottom that are trying to get better and developing, All anyone cares about is the end results. Are you a title contender? If you're a title contender, did you win it? If you didn't, then you're trash. And it goes down from the team concept to the individual concept. And I think Thunder fans are really familiar with that, having defended Russell Westbrook for the past decade. But it's kind of of dipped into my Thunder coverage as well because me, just like the rest of you guys... Now, my expectations for this team took a dive once Paul George and Russell Westbrook were traded. And even after the dust settled, I knew that this team was talented. But all I was thinking about was, well, what should they do? What are they going to do? Who's going to get traded and when? And how does that affect the short term? Obviously, for the Thunder's long-term goals, they they need the obvious. Good draft positioning to get the best player possible to hopefully rebuild this franchise back to where they were over the last decade of contending for playoffs, contending for finals runs. And now in the present, it's made every win just kind of go, oh, well, why, why are they doing that? <laughs> and I don't care what they do or don't, but... In terms of my coverage, I've even asked that question. At what point do they start deciding, well, hey, maybe we've got a good shot at running, making a run for the playoffs? Or does the front office decide, okay, we need to shut this down a little bit. We need to start making trades. We're not going to be in the top three of the lottery, yes, but we don't want to be too high up in the lottery that our picks lose value. I think there's just something to be said about putting players, especially guys that you're going to have for the next few years that are going to be a part of this rebuild, I think there is something to be said about teaching them how to win, putting them in a winning culture. And the Thunder, again, they're they're not going to wow you with 55 wins this year. They're not going to wow you with even 
48, 49 wins. That would be very surprising, but they're in positions to win a lot of these games and they're winning their fair share of games. And as the schedule is starting to play out, they're beating teams that are comparable. They're beating teams that are worse than them, which is what good teams do. You have to beat teams that are worse than you. And in games where they're playing teams that are a little bit more talented, they're at least in positions to win games. And so they're probably going to have a game where the, where everything falls for them and they beat a team like the Clippers or they beat a team like the Rockets. There's 82 games. These things are going to happen. But really, like overall, I think the point that I'm trying to get to is I think I'm slowly getting to a point where when the Thunder win a game, it's not going to surprise me. Now, if they're going to play New Orleans or Golden State, it would be surprising to me if they lost those games. <laughs> but Portland on the road, I didn't give the Thunder really that much of a chance, even though I know Portland has been kind of a weird dumpster fire to start this season, 9-15 and 15 again after the loss last night to the Thunder. But it's still, it's on the road. The Thunder didn't win their first game until about the second month of the year, and now they've won their last two road games. Specifically, I'm not picking them to beat Utah tonight, but if they do win, it's not. I don't think it's going to surprise me much anymore because this team is talented. This team does play well together. Billy Donovan has put together a good system, positions to succeed. He's making the right calls in terms of rotations for the most part. Gallinari and Chris Paul have a good chemistry together. Chris Paul and Shea Gittles Alexander have a good chemistry together. Steven Adams is getting better and better, like we talked about. More comfortable when he's put, in, put onto the free throw line. Looks more comfortable when he's put into positions to score. Not as hesitant as he looked about a month ago. Dennis Schroeder, when he is engaged and when the effort is there, we might talk about this a little bit later in the week, when he is fully engaged and the effort is there, more than reliable six-man off the bench. And then the Thunder have a who's who of players further down the bench that it seems like once a game somebody steps up. You're not going to see games where Nerlens Noel, Darius Baisley, put a lot of points or rebounds on the board at the same time, but it seems like one of those guys is able to put put together enough of a performance to help out the starters. So again, if the Thunder beat Utah tonight, I'm not going to be surprised. This team is what they are. They're around the middle of the league, which, considering all things, is really good. And while the Thunder aren't going to be putting up many banners at the end of this season for anything team-wise successful, I think there is something to be said about the importance of winning in the short term and now I know a lot of fans still are of the belief that you need to lose as many games as possible to help the draft positioning and I fully understand that and part of me agrees with that but the losses are going to come but I think that there's going to be a fair amount of wins too so this team's probably going to bottom out if the roster stays relatively the same that is around the middle of the league and all things considered it's pretty good and when we get back, we'll have a quick little preview of tonight's game against the Utah Jazz on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals 
and free dessert for life, homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast with me, your host, Brady Trantham. Thunder take on the Utah Jazz tonight in Salt Lake City, where the Thunder opened their season back on October 23rd and a 100-95 loss to the Jazz. And it really set the stage for what this team was ultimately to become. Outside of a, an abysmal start, where the Thunder scored 12 points in the first quarter, the Thunder outscored the, the Jazz the rest of the way, losing by 5 points, and at one point led in the third quarter and through, part of the for- and through most of the first part of the fourth quarter. I think the big thing, obviously, is that Steven Adams needs to have a much, much better game offensively if the Thunder are going to get a win tonight. And again... Rudy Gobert is Rudy Gobert. Can't really blame Stephen Adams for not having a good game offensively when he's not really known for his scoring. But there has to be a better output than three points, one of eight shooting from the floor. You've got to do something to somewhat even out or neutralize Rudy Gobert's impact on the floor. Unfortunately for the Thunder, they catch a break in terms of an injury for the Utah Jazz. Point guard Mike Conley is listed as out for tonight's game with a hamstring injury. You never want to see injuries, but... They are a part of the game. The Thunder have their fair share of injuries as well. Terrence Ferguson is probably not going to play. Hamadou Diallo is, of course, out for the foreseeable future. So it's going to be the Donovan Mitchell show for the Utah Jazz. The Jazz are actually kind of going through a little bit of a skid this season. They're losers of five of their last seven games, although when you look at their schedule, it kind of makes sense. They lost on the road to on the road to Milwaukee, on the road to Indiana. They won on the road against Memphis, lost on the road to Toronto, and also on the road to Philadelphia. That's quite the juggernaut. But they also get a home game against the L.A. Lakers, where they dropped as well before winning again against Memphis. So two of their wins in the last seven games are only against the Memphis Grizzlies. And tonight, the Thunder go in with some momentum with a big win on the road against Portland last night. But shorthanded... With no Terrence Ferguson, no Hamadou Diallo, you're going to play some heavy minutes with Abdul Nader. At this point, I haven't received an email yet from the Thunder if Deontay Burton has been activated and sent to Salt Lake City to be with the Thunder. As far as I know, he's still with the Blue, so you're going to be without Deontay Burton. So that means more Lou Dort. That means more, maybe even some Devin Hall. Another interesting thing to point out is everybody understands the scoring prowess of Donovan Mitchell. He's averaging just a shade under 25 points a game. Bojan Bogdanovic, 20 points per game, missed the second half of that first game back in October against the Thunder. If he's able to go full-time, it's going to be that much more difficult for the Thunder to just corral the scoring. But of course, Mike Conley's not playing tonight. You could probably argue he he barely played that first game because he had an abysmal start to his Utah Jazz career that night against the Thunder. But Thunder fans should be well aware that the Jazz possess a lot of talent on their team. Joe Ingles can light it up at any point. Jeff Green is good for a good scoring game every once in a while. Rudy Gobert does so much on the defensive end and then can play really well off the pick and roll with Donovan Mitchell. And then just playing on the road in Salt Lake City, it's always one of the more tougher environments in the NBA. But hey, the Thunder just got a win in Portland, which I think, you know, maybe even next to Oklahoma City, probably the toughest place to play in the NBA. So who knows? Then also some big news that just broke as I was about to upload this podcast on Monday. Danilo Gallinari is listed as out tonight for the Utah Jazz with an ankle sprain. So now the Thunder are even more shorthanded than I just described. Going to be a tall task for the Thunder tonight in Salt Lake City. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? 
Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. And everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Monday edition of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I truly, truly appreciate it. Again, follow me on Twitter at Brady Does Sports. Find all my Thunder stuff at thefranchiseok.com. Please subscribe to the Locked On Thunder podcast. Put it out there and let everybody know that it's back up and running 100% full go. And I didn't mean to say full go on purpose. But until tomorrow, thank you everybody for listening. I appreciate it. And we'll talk to you later. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.